This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happened in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing... Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. 
All right there, all right the back, how are we doing? We're still here, that's something. Um, I must admit, every time I've heard a noise in the last five or ten minutes, I didn't know whether there was a bomb dropping outside my door or I got feedback from Dan Fartin. It, it was one or the other. It was one or the other. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. If you're watching on the YouTube, please get over, give us a subscribe, and smash the lights on the video. Thank you very much. And if you are uh, listening to this on Catch Up on Spotify, Google, Amazon, and Apple in podcast form, thank you very much for listening. Um, I've, I've got to start with this today. Leicester City FC, on this day in history, with Leicester Till I Die TV. And because on the 28th of February, 1981, and Craig will remember this well, and I've got to mention this because Steve Linux who obviously comes onto the station here and helps us a, an awful lot. And my, and my thanks to him for the time he gives up. But he was on target for Leicester City in a 1-1 draw against East Midlands rivals Nottingham Forest. <laughs> oh, my God, how much could we have done with him the other week? <laughs> this is the preview show. Good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies and gentlemen it's time for the main for event, the main of, the event of the evening. 60 minutes of football fun and banter with Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. Are you ready? Ready? Let's get ready And somebody that's always ready to rumble is Craig. How are you doing, Chris? Hello, everyone. I am very well. How are you, sir? I'm very good, thank you. I was just having a little chuckle at your ticker tape and uh, running under the screen. <laughs> Breaking news, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, official. If it's on, it's on Leicester Till I Die TV, it's got to be official. That's yeah. what I say. <laughs> and um, we're going to we're gonna bring him in, of course. It's the match tomorrow. Burnley, they're hosting us. We owe them, don't we? We owe them after they were lucky last time. And we'll bring him in. Dan the man, good evening, sir. How are you? I'm all right, Mosh. How are you? I am very good, very good. And I say I, I'm sorry, but the you know the news about Max there. I thought you, I thought he'd be fit, but apparently not. Well, um, I'm not entirely sure what's what's going to happen. Um, the Dash likes to keep his cards close to his chest. One minute he'll say one thing and then spring a surprise. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully he's back. Hopefully he's, he's he's going to be back and in contention. Not to start, but um, fingers crossed we'll see a cameo from him at Great. least. I, th I think the words we're looking for is head over gone, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I th I, yeah, I think yeah. so. Well, I don't, is, have you got your glasses on there, mate? You might maybe put I them on. Now. Have a read. Have a read of the banner across the bottom while I say a few hellos. Uh, blue podcast. Ow. <laughs> hello, how the devil are you? Uh, Scott, um, hello, Chris, are you well? Very good, hope you are as well. Miss Musgrove, hello, how are you? As you reminded me, I must say a special hello to Mrs. Riley. Hello, Mrs. Riley, who sent me a very personal message the other night. I think she was pissed, <laughs> but it was most welcome, Mrs. Riley. Thank you very much. Was Niall, hello, Mother sir. Riley? Sorry? Was it old Mother Riley? 
Well, it's Dan's mom, so be careful what you say. <laughs> Definitely. You're spot yeah. on, Greg. Exactly. There you go. Okay. She's been called worse, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Most, mostly by mostly by Dan, if truth be known. <laughs> Niall, how are you? Um, Scott, he's well. Hope you're all okay. Or White Chris says Niall. Um, yeah, Niall says, where's the glasses? Well, he hadn't got them on, so he couldn't find them, could he? <laughs> Boom, boom. All white, Chris and uh, Chris, Daniel and Craig. And hello, Kay. Everybody's saying hello. And David, good evening, sir. Thank you for joining us. Uh, How the devil are you? Um, We're all kind of well. Um, Well, two lots of breaking news, really, because... You've obviously you've got the breaking news there about you know Max's injury that you know, but he will apparently be fit enough to drag himself onto the pitch. Boom first. <laughs> um, but <laughs> there's also there's also we have a new mascot. Philbert Fox isn't able to make it. I mean, you know, we, we, we've suffered with injuries this season, haven't we, Craig? But Philbert oh, yeah. Fox has come down with injuries as well, so we do have a new mascot. <laughs> For a minute, I thought you'd got a ticket to game, Chris, and I were expecting Forry and Fox to make an appearance. <laughs> no, and I'm not taking the piss, honestly. Um, but those of you that know Daniel will know, give him a corner. You know, <laughs> as the old joke goes, <laughs> how do you confuse Daniel? <laughs> Put him in a bowl and tell him to wee in the corner. It works every time. <laughs> First of all, quick um, sort of, as you can see there, we've got the blue and yellow going on, uh, and our thoughts are with everybody in Ukraine um, this evening. And I'm glad to see that football has finally seen sense and caught up with the rest of the people in 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 banning them. So, um, um, our thoughts are with, as I say, the people of Ukraine this evening. Well said, Craig. Chris. Thank you. Thank you very much, Craig. I'll come to you first. Um, I kind of would have preferred this to have gone ahead when it was supposed to, because Burnley are in a bit of form at the moment. They are in a bit of form by their standards. (laughs) And I don't mean that. (laughs) That's like somebody coming up behind you and just jabbing you in the neck. (laughs) (laughs) No, they've, uh, they've, I mean, we always know that that Burnley are are solid. And usually, you know, if, if you have a little blip, you're going to get it right sooner or later because with you it's more about the system than the players and I mean that in the in the nicest possible way yeah you know uh once that once everybody buys into that and you get the right players in in the system then you're going to be competitive in most games aren't you so uh you know it's rarely that you get turned over um so it would have been nice when you had a few other players out but yeah you you're looking you're looking the Burnley of old you know not not the 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 sort of uh, Europa League Burnley, but uh, but the Burnley who's usually pretty safe in the in the league. And you've been saying this all season, Dan, that you're second half of the season club, um, and maybe the last few years you have. But I mean, you know, you've dragged yourself from the bottom, and I know you got games in hand, but you've got to win them. Um, I'm looking now, and the form that Everton and Leeds are in, and even Brentford. You've got to be confident, probably, of actually staying up. I think you might actually do it. 
Yeah, I mean, I won't count my I won't count my blessings. To be fair, I mean, I'll probably say I'm fifty fifty still, because all it takes is a couple of knocks, a couple of injuries. Um, I mean, we saw in that we saw in that first half on the watch along, Chris. That but it just wasn't, you know. Burnley had a good first spell in the ten minute first ten minutes, but after that, you know, they were peppered by Palace all all game. Mm. Um, apart apart from when the second half kicked off, they put a bit more fart in, got the equaliser, and then sat back and defended for their life. So I think the, I think re- in recent weeks, we've had quite a lot of games, sort of championship schedule, you know, midweek, weekend, mm. midweek, weekend. Um, you know, after this, we've got Chelsea on the Saturday and then we, we've got no game until the Saturday after. So it's not too bad. But um, this is a game that we, we, need, we need to be looking over our shoulders in because technically we win this. It also, without sounding disrespectful to Leicester, but it does drag you in there with us, so, so to speak. Well, I was going to say to Craig, and I, I just saw this before I came live on the BBC website, we try to look forward. Roger's not thinking about relegation. I mean, as soon as he says that, mm-hmm. you're going to start thinking about it, aren't you? And, you know, when you look at the table, I mean, if we lose tomorrow to Burnley... Mm-hmm. um, <laughs> literally um three po- uh, four points behind us we are being slowly pulled in aren't we we are i mean a couple of things there he's responding to a direct question that was asked of him um so you know th- this is how this is how media outlets work don't they 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 ask mm. a question knowing that they have to give a certain answer and then they'll just take the answer as a headline and that's what's happened there um but yeah, I mean, I know we've got games in hand, but you'd always rather have have points on the board. Um, and we, I think we've been unlucky the, the the last few weeks. You know, we've we've had a couple of iffy performances, but we've been unlucky as well. Uh, what's annoyed me this weekend? I drove home uh, tonight listening to uh, Talk Sport again, having a good half an hour talking about uh, the handball in the Man City Everton mm. game. Which was exactly the same as the as the West Ham handball, which took two points off us. But because it's Leicester or whatever, nobody's really interested. When it involves one of the big boys, it's it's half an hour to fill airtime, isn't it? It's uh, why why do and I, I yeah. say this as somebody obviously I, I do a, a go on occasionally as a guest on Talksport, but why do we put ourselves through it? You know, we know we know what they're going to be like, but we you know. I, I suppose it's not not as bad as, as, as Radio Five Live, um, Terry. G- good point here. I see this match as a barometer of each team prospects for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And Scott says still waiting on for far and I see he's not in the under twenty three game against Man City tonight. Mm-hmm. I'll come on to sort of injuries I- I- yeah. in a minute. I want to stick with you if I can do, Craig, and just bear mm-hmm. with me here, Dan, because I had a bit of a, a, a shall we say disagreement with um, Brad. Post, post Randers game. Um, you say that like it's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we all sat here and went, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Yes, you're right. It'd be a boring show, wouldn't it? Your yeah. Leicester's version of Stephen and Luca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they always come back to the same thing. I mean, it happened the other day. Yeah, I was, I was on, the, I was on Luca's show, and uh, he did, he did actually. They did start. Let's just leave it at that. Richard, how are you doing? So good evening to you. Uh, happy Hammers. You won the other day. Uh, I had that down as a draw, so you bugged me up on a couple of fronts. But I was about to say, are you about to bottle 
top four. I don't know. Uh, you're still up there, and you know it's all joking aside. I'd love to see you do it if we can't. But Craig, coming back to that that away game to Randers, it was a dead end rubber. Yeah. We did score after two minutes, which literally killed the game off as, as a spectacle. But you're letting a side like that, which in fairness was probably the equivalent of League One, League Two for us, and you're letting them have 25 shots at goal. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, people are saying, oh, we should, you know, if we'd have gone through, we'd have got Barcelona, we'd have beaten Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona had that many shots on goal, even with the way they've been playing recently. We'd have been 15 nil down or something. I mean, the yeah. performance worried me immensely. I can I can understand that, and uh, and I, I didn't watch the the game. I saw the highlights of it, and it was a little bit alarming um, at times, to be fair. But mm. I think, and I, th- I think this is, is this most teams. It's difficult to get yourself up for a game where you think you've already won it. Um, yes, and, you know, and that, we all know that that's wrong. But mentally, it's it's difficult, particularly once you get that first goal. Um, that they get, they, they, they switched that, off. They clearly switched off, didn't they? And, and and it is worrying that there was that many chances given up. And on another day, you know, one two of those would have been put away. Um, mm. But then you would have hoped that we would have had a kick up the backside and reacted to it. Um, at the end of it, let's give a couple of seasons ago. You say yes, yeah. At the end of it, you've won a European tie seven two, and yeah. and you've you've done the job. Um, so I, yeah, I, I get your point, but I, I've not dwelt on it, shall we say? I, I kind of have, and I, I've, I tend to, I think I am the sort of very, you know, agree with what a lot of people seem to be saying in the press and what have you. And I think mm-hmm. even though that they were, you know, they, they didn't put the, the, the shots away, it was just the fact that we couldn't pass, we were yeah. back to the Leicester of this season and i'm sorry against a team of that standard if we play like that against burnley on mm. tuesday burnley going to stuff us do, do you want to take that one <laughs> <laughs> i mean you've got to feel confident no, haven't you yeah what i mean what i'd say sorry dan what, what no, i would what, say Greg? is is you know I, I i don't like making excuses for my team and i'm sure you're the same dan you, you you're, yeah. you're pretty much a straight down the line guy if, if you're crap you're crap and you'll say it um and i'm the same we didn't play well what what annoys me more is that we have this mentality of not playing the conditions you know it was it was a crap pitch so all you do on a crap pitch you get the ball away from your goal as much as possible and you go and lose it higher up the pitch. It's that mentality of never going against the game plan, you know, almost like they're too scared to yeah. do it. Even right at the end when we give a goal away, passing around at the back, that, that's what annoys me but, more than anything. Right, but in, in a lot of the game, Craig, we were booting the ball up for up, upfield. It was like, yeah. I was watching Michael thinking, what the hell is he doing? Mm-hmm. Before we just come on to Dan, Richard says there, and thank you for these kind words, Richard, the world of YouTube would be a far worse place without Chris Topman. Thank you. It's not going to stop me playing this, though, Richard. Uh, okay, and I should just point out this point. Chubby Cox is no reference to Jake's dad at all. <laughs> I do feel I need to cover myself. 
sorry, uh, sorry, Richard. It makes me giggle all the time, but then I'm a child. I mean, I don't know whether you see, whether you saw the game, but that must have boy. I mean, you know, you you played badly or not? You played worse than I expected you to do against Palace when we did the sort of watch along. Although, in fairness, I did most of it um, <laughs> <laughs> because, because you know, when, you know, when you go, what it's like. Craig, it was like having Ronnie Barker and Ronnie Corbett, and then Ronnie Barker goes off off we joined the show. <laughs> Honestly, everything that could have gone wrong, Craig, went wrong. Honestly, it was just one of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, was. what did you expect? You had Chris on for a start. Well, I'm well, going on yeah. the show later, and just in case I'm, I'm needed, Dan, I've got the almost claret <laughs> shirt for you. <laughs> Hello, this is Chris from Letter Till I Die. Welcome to Turf Moor House TV. But you've got to be, I mean, you are a bit of a bogey team for us anyway, but you must be really up for this one because, I mean, you got the point against Palace. It was an average performance. I mean, you know, it, it, it could have gone either way, but you've, you've really got to be looking forward to this. Yeah, definitely. I, I said to you prior to the game kicking off, you know, I'd have took a point against Palace no matter what. I predicted 2 2. 1-1, one, one, I'll take it. Um, if anything, Palace should feel more aggrieved. I think Palace deserved, you know, in that game to win it. Uh, we we just did pretty well to see the game out. Um, you've, got to, you've got to look at this game, though, come Tuesday night. It's under the lights. I'm hoping it's pissing down as well, because that just helps. Um, it's just that everything that goes, everything goes in your favour. It sort of just seems to work. Uh, but it's not the place you want to go on a cold winter's night. You hope you're going to be drawn against Burnley, unlike the last game of the season in May on a Saturday afternoon. Terry, it's four points, I think we just said, we'd be behind, or Burnley would be yeah, behind yeah. us. Richard, um, I'm going <laughs> to a bit of a nippon question there. Who is home tomorrow night? Not Burnley versus Leicester. <laughs> Not saying a word. And talking of which, little nippers in. Um, well, I, he always comes in on the early shows. It's before his bedtime, bless him. Did you see that he'd done a, 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 a may I say, a lot sadder version of the hot chip challenge with a KFC Zinger burger? I can't say I, didn't, I saw that, to be fair. No, you have a look. And you don't see him eat the whole thing. So it's a bit dodgy, if I'm honest with you. Oh, you know? controversial. Mm. Yeah, West. Yeah, you know, you 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 would say that. You would well, say Clarence that. Stick because, together, Jacob. Yeah, Clarence this is it. Together. This is it. Um, are you top four still, West Ham? Oh no, you're not. You're in fifth. <laughs> bottling it, mate. Bottling it. <laughs> Richard says still prefer Dan's channel now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was that the uh, watch long where Dan legged it down for a pint down the pub? <laughs> um. Let's have a look at some of the... Uh, I'm going to have to uh, bring this up first of all, but let's just... Um, Richard said, I paid for it. I made sure he, <laughs> he ate it. Hello, Miss Molina. <laughs> Thank you for the other night for coming on. I hope you are you well. well. Um, <laughs> you could have scored down to find Leicester. You certainly have. It will give you a bad, bad neck, mate. Uh, and the word you're looking for, yet, like you say, there is scroll. Do they not teach you anything in school these days? <laughs> but oops, I'm sorry, Dan. I'd forgotten I'd got that picture up. Um, Burnley's here we go. Burnley's top scorer, despite what I put up on the video printer earlier. Uh, Maxwell Corner has recovered from the foot issue. 
that caused him to miss the last two games. And Ashley Westwood is available after COVID, but Eric Peters is set for a scan on his knee and Vidra and Goodmudson both miss out. Worried about any of those? Are the big losses for you? Um, there's pictures of Johan Berg Goodmanson uh, in a foot brace, to be fair. He'd had a bit of a hernia problem, which had been sorted out. Mm. Uh, thought that he were back on the grass and everything. He weren't, weren't far off coming back, but uh, he seems to have had a freak accident not long after it. And um, it, it, he'll probably be out now for the rest of the rest of the season. Right. Uh, the Eric Peters, obviously, we saw him in the watch along. You know, he, he kicked the ball out, lifted his hand yeah. up, and said, "Like I'm sort of done." So I can understand him not being involved. But perfect timing for Charlie Taylor to come back in as well. Um, Westwood had a bit of a cameo towards the end of that game so I'm glad to see that he'll be back the thing is Corne started really well now I'm a little bit worried because the last two or three games he doesn't seem to have been as involved Um, and I don't know whether that's because of the new striker you know when he was up top with Chris Wood he sort of had a bit more freedom with with having a, a striker that played off the shoulder where now he's got a striker that drops into the midfield and he sort of is left flapping up top. Um, it, it's like strange. West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is strange. Um, I mean, I'd love to see him back in there because no matter what, you know, he's got them moments of magic in his in his in his locker. So there's magic in no. them there boots, Greg. I don't, Greg. <laughs> this is. I didn't realise that. Keep posting the comments because if I do that, it actually hides Dan. It does. So, <laughs> double, it's double purpose the there. Um, in, in fairness, in fairness, Dan, let me move you up, and there we go. Um, <laughs> Jake, what do you think of Chris's twenty-five minute intro videos? <laughs> it's called professional. <laughs> it's called professional. Something, of course, being being from Somerset and chewing on straw. Yeah, but Chris, the credits know. are meant to be at the end. No, I don't, because everybody pisses <laughs> off before they don't watch the credits. <laughs> Craig, I'm a little bit worried that people are pinning a lot of hopes on this. The fact that Leicester City, we welcome back Jamie Vardy, who's been yeah. sidelined since December with a hamstring issue. He is getting on a bit now. So, I mean, you know, he, he is taking probably twice as long to recover as he used to. Um, Richard Pierre also returns, but it is too soon for Wesley Fafana. Somebody was asking that earlier. Um, I mean, I don't remember Jamie Vardy being on brilliant form before he, before he got injured. No, no, he did. He started the season really well. He was right up there was as one of the league's top scorers. But then he had a little bit of a dip. I mean, he he ran himself into the ground. I think in that Liverpool game. And, and to be honest, um, he's he's damaged himself coming back on because we would have been down to 10 men. I think that was the game where he, he played yeah. on when he really shouldn't have done um, to try and see out that win. Re- remember the days when we used to be able to see out a 1-0 win? Yeah, um, it, seems, it seems a while ago, to be honest with you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I I think he'll be on the bench to me. I, I, I can't see him starting at all. I think he'll be on the bench and he'll be brought on if, if mm. and when we need him. Um, it'd be good to see Pereira back. Yeah, uh, I think we'll need it. You know, it's a tricky game to call this one um, because you know. And again, no disrespect, you've got to marry or you've got to match Burnley's work rate, um, and that's something we've never really managed to do. 
you know, if, if you can match the work rate, then you would hope that we have got a little bit more quality and you would hope that that would come through. But you've got to stick in the game long enough. Um, and that's my worry. So I think we've got to see out that sort of first 20 minutes, half an hour, and then try and work our way into the game. Because you know pretty well it, it's probably going to be wet, it's going to be cold, it's going to be everything that a lot of our players don't like. Yes. Um, yeah. So they, you know, it's um it's a it's a barometer for for what bottle we've got to be honest. <laughs> I've never known anywhere wetter or colder than Burnley, I'll tell you. Um you're on form today, Jake. I'm not liking it. I'm going to I'm going to have to mute, mute you in a minute. I mean, Craig, I'll come to, I'm going to ask you both this same question. I'm going to come to you first, Craig. Didn't play at the weekend because obviously Chelsea. And what a shame. Well, I've got to just say, what a shame about Kepper. Mm. I mean, how disappointing after the way the way he wouldn't come off. The, the other the other goalkeeper came off for him. Um, I, I could, I, he, he, he just deserves this, I think. <laughs> <laughs> And I've got to say, there is a God, because I was praying that he would miss his spot kick, you know. Yeah, I mean, every every penalty, wasn't it? He was standing there in front of the ball, trying oh. to make out he was some sort of psycho professional yeah. or whatever. Didn't get near yeah. any of them, yes. let's face it. And yeah. I, to be honest, you've got to question Tuchel. That is a weird, weird decision. You've got Mendy, who's, you know, he's a he fills a lot more of the goal than Kepa does, that's for sure. And uh, I don't think he'd done anything wrong to to warrant being taken off there. And I bet he could smash a penalty. Hopefully, they've got the ball back. But um, <laughs> yes. yeah, I just it, like it, I say, karma is a bitch, Kepa. Yeah, it? I know. It, was, it was a shame. It was a yeah. shame. Uh, but like I say, we didn't play. Um, Burnley did. Do you think that's going to work in our favour? Um. I would hope so, to be honest. I would hope so, because as as, as Dan was saying, you, you've had quite a few games to fit in recently and, you, and you've been having your fixtures uh, fitted in, whereas we haven't. Uh, I would hope so. I, I think it's given the likes of Justin, given the likes of Pereira a little bit longer to, to, to get themselves match ready. I would hope that we're sort of rearing, rearing at the bit to get going and... Uh, almost kickstart the season now. It's almost like we've had a little midwinter break and uh, and we need to show what we're made of. So I I think I, I think it should it should help us to be honest. Yeah how do you feel Dan? Yeah I mean I think we're uh, a bit lethargic really the fact that we've played so many games in such quick succession. Hmm. Um it could be a case of you know not the professional footballers, they shouldn't be tired legs sort of thing. But, you know, that sometimes momentum helps, but sometimes mm. too much, too many games quick, you know, thick and fast can uh, yeah. de- derail you a little bit. Um, so you having the bit of a break may, you know, may perk you up, to be honest, for this game. I, I'm I'm worried, you know, as, as Craig alluded to, that this is a game that you you don't touch. If you if you walk into Bucky's and you put in a bet and you don't touch this game, it's... If you if you look at past results, you don't touch it. Um, I think it's going to be a Burnley win. 
you're only saying that because every time you say Burnley win, we get beat. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing Steve Linux's um, <laughs> uh, philosophy. Craig, you've, we've got Leeds on uh, the weekend, mm. and oh, you can let us have this on Tuesday then. You can thrash <laughs> them arseholes at weekend. Um, would you take four points from those two games? Um. Probably, you know, I'd probably take mm. a point at Burnley at the minute and beat Leeds, yeah. to be honest, because, again, with no disrespect, I would imagine Sean Dyche's team talk is going to be pretty easy. Get the ball down the other end, get corners and free kicks and put it in the box. I mean, yeah. it's 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 made for you, to be honest, isn't it? Because we are shocking. We, you know yes. we're shocking with balls coming into the box. And you've got Tarkovsky, me, Vegorst. Um, people who attack the ball, you know, there's been yeah. a lot of talk on here about, you know, in the past 18 months about, you know, we've been after Tarkovsky, you know, every transfer window. But for me, Ben Mee's the strength in that partnership. Um, 100% agree with you, Craig. Well said. Yeah. You know, I, he's aggressive all the time. He talks, you know, I, I think, I, I don't know why all the talk's been about Tarkovsky, to be honest, because I think, Ben Mee is the ideal sort of player that we could go with. We want someone who can talk and organise people around him. I think Ben Mee is a really, really underrated player. Obviously, I know you agree with that, Dan, because you uh, was, were praising Ben Mee the other night. Yeah, yeah. As I've said numerous times, no matter who is put at the side of Ben Mee, end up turning into class players. We had Michael Duffer in the latter stages of his career when we got promoted. Ended up playing into his late 30s, 37, 38. Now, you know, manager of Cheltenham, but he kept him going. Turned him from a 30-odd-year-old that's just having his first kicks in the Premier League. Same with Michael Keane, turned him into an England player. Turned Tarkowski into an England player. And how he's been overlooked. And you've got the likes of Tyrone Mings and Ben White and shit like that. And you just think, eh? Simple as that, Chris. Simple as that. What can can I say to that? Eh? (laughs) Eh? (laughs) To Burnley saying, eh? Uh, I'm kind of distracted because Scott Scott and Jake having a bit of a a, a mini bit of a ding dong in the old uh, chat. Anthony, we're going to look at the scores that we need a bit of predictions later. But talking of scores, I mean, I don't know who wants to sort of have a look at this first, but of course, we did meet earlier in the season. And it was um, a 2-2. And, of course, Jamie Vardy got a hat-trick, Craig. (laughs) Yeah, I know, unfortunately. Um, Yeah, I mean, we we got a late late equaliser there. It it wasn't the best of games, was it, to be fair? I think, having said that, you know, they rarely are. (laughs) You know, I can't remember many games between the two of us that you thought, wow, that's a really, really entertaining game of football. They're sort of... You know, they're results that are ground out by you or by us, to be honest. Um, but yeah, we we need to we need something to kickstart our season again. I think, and we need to start sooner than later, as you said, because you don't want to start looking over your shoulder. You know, these teams that are are just you know hovering behind us. You don't want to be playing them and giving points away. So, um, if we can maintain that gap against Burnley I'd, t- I'd take a draw as I said and then we need to turn up against Leeds at the weekend 
your thoughts on I mean I think we're home we're home to Leeds, aren't we? Yeah, so yeah. that's an advantage. Your thoughts on that first game, Dan, and we'll we'll leave Max Corney out of the conversation, but your thoughts on the game as a whole? To be fair, when I came on to your opposition review, you know, I think a day or so later, I even said to you, you know, that you, you were spot on. What yeah. Corney did was wrong. Yeah. You know, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have shuffled his arse back onto the pitch. He knew what he did. Mm. Um, and I was totally with you on that. Um, I'm just hoping for a bit of luck goes in our favour this time. I mean, the season before that, we had a goal ruled out, Chris Wood, you know, apparently a push on Johnny Evans. And then yeah. we had the late... Oh, it was we had the, clear. It was a clear then, push, that was. You didn't really then, need VAR, did you, Craig? I mean, come on. Then, there was also the late Chris Wood goal in that fixture, weren't there? You know, that was very similar to Vardy's goal in the 85th minute or first one, I'm not sure, mm. where it was sort of on the shoulder and it was a case of, do you give it, do you not? Yeah. Um, so we felt a little bit begrudged on that as well. So, I don't know. Obviously, there's no Chris Wood this time, so surely there should be no offsides. <laughs> I, think, I think the season... And don't call think, me Shirley. I think the season before, <laughs> if I remember rightly, Chris Wood took a uh, took a, a ride on the back of James Justin and headed one in at the back post. Yeah. Um, no, fair point, fair point. Yeah, you know, it, what all we're saying is they're usually physical games that go on fine yeah. margins, and I don't, I don't expect this to be. You sound like Sean Dash now, Craig. Fine margins, oh, a game at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember the Leicester Burnley when we played each other in the in the promotion year, mm. and when we both came up, and Chris Wood oh, scored an absolute world, absolute world yeah. against I, I was, as you always like to say, I was in hospitality. Uh, Dan and uh, there was only me jumped up. <laughs> I, I was in, I was in the Jimmy McElroy opera and just seeing it from that distance, just looking at the pitch lengthways, you sort of just like, whoa, yes, and yeah. You're a bit like crashed, and then when we signed him, we're like, oh, fair play, fair play, <laughs> as you do. Um, Thirteen times we've played in the Premier League. Um, you've won three, we've won six, which is I think is probably about right. Um, We've only won two uh, two away, um, but you've won all your three at home. So, again, does that, that work in your favour, Dan? I, I do think home advantage at Burnley, because of the sort of ground it is and how open it is, does play a big part for you. Yeah, it's, I think we're starting to get back to our best at Turf more. You know, the beginning of the season wasn't great. We started flat-footed, as, as we've done season in, season out, while we've been in the Premier League. But, um, yeah, we're starting to find a bit of form back at the turf, and as you say, a cold Tuesday night, bit of, a bit of a bit of a very windy, hard rain slapping your chops. It's not the um, <laughs> not not what these footballers will be expecting. That's for sure. Isn't it, isn't it great, Dan, that you you can describe yourselves now as the new Stoke? <laughs> Nobody wants to go away to turf more on a cold, wet Tuesday night. If the wind gets up there and Dan knits to the toilet, it's not the rain that's going to be uh, slapping your chops, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> Craig, the Fox, the Leicester have lost their last four away league games, um, conceding at least twice on every occasion. We haven't won at all this this year. It's a worrying trend. Well, not in you know, not in the Premier League. It's a worrying trend, isn't it? All I can say, Chris, is don't don't apply for a job with the Samaritans, please. <laughs> find find a little nugget of good news in there somewhere, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
They were, oh, we are Leicester are the only side without an away clean sheet. Is that any good? Shipping no. 25 goals in 11 games on the road. Um, Brendan Rodgers side have conceded in each of the last 18 Premier League away fixtures. Um, the Leicester have had 16 fewer points than they did at this stage last season. Am, is any of this helping at all? Yeah, d- just turn the lights out, we'll go. <laughs> as Kate says to Dan, just pull my nightdress down when you finish. Um, <laughs> Leicester have won forty percent of their top-flight games, uh, but Mark Albrighton is set to make his three hundredth Premier League appearance. So some good news at the end. There. Great, I'm sure we'll all trade three points for that. <laughs> Dan, I mean, if we if we look at oh well, let's have a look. Burnley have taken seven points from their last three Premier League games, one, two, draw and one, as well as they had from their previous 11. Again, that shows the turnaround in form. Um, Burnley have conceded 30 league goals this season. Um, Sean Dyche are one short of 50 Premier League wins at Turf Moor. Oh, great. That's all we want. The opposition to go. There you go. That's what you wanted, Craig. There's your there's your yeah. uh, bit of good Excellent. news. Great. <laughs> Who best can you play? Let's bring Leicester in. It'll, uh, they're on a Premier League record streak of 117 consecutive matches without a red card since Robbie Brady was sent off at Huddersfield Town what? in January 2019. How have you managed oh. that? I don't know because the stats, the stats from <laughs> the stats against Crystal Palace were shocking. I think total fouls were Crystal Palace were something like four, Burnley's were yeah. seventeen, and there were not one yeah. card ditched out in that game. No, no. It's almost like the referees are appalling. You, you can't say that, can you? Oh, no, you know. oh you can't say that. No, I'm going to no. be cancelled. <laughs> have Mike Riley knocking at the door. <laughs> Scott, I mean, to honestly, I, I don't know if you ever watch um, ITV. Chris is pitting himself in, in case Mr. Rowley turns up at the door. Tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, ITV4, and they had like the big match revisited. And Ad Elton Wellsby on, who obviously is a, a friend of the channel as well, presenting sort of um, the big match. Mm-hmm. And even then, you had referees like George Courtney. And um, <laughs> I don't think they were a lot better then. I think it's no, just they the, weren't, but I think they they were the game was more, more simplistic. Yeah, the game was more simplistic. You could just let the game play out. You know, mm, it was yeah. the it was the bog standard rules. If the, if it touches your hand, it's handball. That's it. Yeah. You know, as they as they say, season in, season mm. out, you don't change. You know, don't change something if if it's not broken. However, mm. you can't. You keep chopping and changing season in, season out. These referees, mm. when they're on holiday, don't know their arse from their hands when they come back. Yeah. It's true, especially when it comes to handball. Dan Scott asked there, "How much luck do you want Vardy help? How much luck do you want Vardy helped you last time around?" It's true. And then Terry says, "I saw Burnley as a pushover early season. Not anymore, though. Well, when they were a pushover, we couldn't beat them. So <laughs> what we're going to struggle now. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I am a, a little bit worried. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know." We talked about it earlier, but this is the form going in to the game. Um, no winning five for us there, Craig. More good news. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at those. So Spurs, we threw away. That game finishes 
two minutes earlier. If only yeah, where is an African referee when you need one? Yeah. So that game <laughs> finishes. That game finishes two, three minutes earlier. Yeah. We have three points. Yes. Okay. Brighton late goal again. Liverpool fair enough got played off the park. West Ham handball goal. Wolves played pretty well to be honest and and deserved something from that game. Mm. I think the stark results and points tally doesn't reflect how we've played in those games. Mm. You can call us naive. You can call us sort of lackadaisical at times. But we haven't been that far away from getting another four, five, six points in those games. What we need is our little bit of luck to turn and and, and maybe, you know, everything that can go wrong does tend mm. to go wrong for us. You just hope that at some point it is going to even itself out. It is one of those seasons, isn't it? Um, mm. The thing that annoyed me when I went back about the performance against uh, Randers away is against West Ham and Wolves, yes, we didn't get the results, but the performances were a yeah. lot better, you know? Yeah. And everybody went on about, you know, the Liverpool game, we only lost, we only lost 2-0 and weren't we playing well? Well, you know, as Liverpool were only in first gear. I yeah. think if they'd put the effort in, it could have been a lot a lot more. Um your your form, Brad. I mean, uh, Brad Dan. Sorry, um, he managed to draw with Man United, which was well, yeah, no mean feat. In fairness, uh, you lost to Liverpool again. You know, I think. You I think we had the best. Gonna... We had the best in that game as well. Yeah, as I mean, the turn, the turning point for our form has to be that second half against Manchester United, which we were we we just turned our season upside down. We. We've had a few of those where we just need them little moments of magic, them turning points that seem to pay off for you. And getting that point against United, we sort of took some momentum from it. Mm. Um, as I said, we only lost one nil to Liverpool from a from a set piece. You know, they score a they score from a corner. Um, then you go down to Brighton, a team who have only lost five all season, and then you know you you turn up there and do them over. Yeah. Um, the first game completely Love unexpected. You Love you for that. <laughs> um, I, I, honest to God, that Spurs game was just a, a big shock. I don't even think we let Spurs be the Spurs that they were the week before against Manchester City. They, they couldn't attack us, they couldn't press, they couldn't get forward. You know, Harry Kane were having to take pot shots from range. Uh, and then the game against Palace, it felt like we just sort of reserted back to the sort of a bit lacklustre, um, mm. you know, a bit lethargic, a bit tired. So that, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that obviously come Tuesday night it'll be a different story. But this is the sort of game where, as much as it's not a rivals fixture, that you know form goes out of the window for me. Oh, it's a rivals game for me because I follow Nippon's strategy when it comes to rivals. <laughs> so to, to me, this is this is a local derby. Um, uh, Craig, I mean. What Burnley said, you know, what sorry, what Dan said there about Burnley is they'd had a draw against Man United, a loss against Liverpool, but they took that performances and then turned those into wins. That's something we mm. haven't done all season. And yeah. I have to be honest with you, I mean, I did that show the other day about um should we have Rogers in or Rogers out? And I'm very much in and you know, judging when we've got a full um a fully fit squad. Is he Almost, if you like, he hasn't complained about the injuries. 
would it be better if he did? Because every other manager, we know, with Klopp would be having babies by now with all our injuries. And if he'd come out and said that, do you think people would be going, yeah? Because when you actually sit down and you say, like, you know, as I did with you the week, the mm. nine defenders that we've had injured, people, bloody hell, seriously. Yeah, I think I think that's just not his style, is it? He, mm. um, I think those in the know know, and those who, who are not don't care, to be honest. Mm. Um, it's, it is, it's, it's just been really disappointing, hasn't it? That, that we've not been able to keep, uh, a team for what seems like from game to game, there's yes. been changes all the way through. And unless you can have that consistency, I, I don't know what it's been like, Dan, whether during that run of games, whether you've had a, a consistent team, but that doesn't half help, you know, when you've got most of your, your best players, Mm. on the pitch at the same time. And and that we've just literally not done it. You know, if we get a, one player back, another one goes down injured. And I, sometimes I don't think Brendan helps himself, you know, with his team no. selections and chops and changes a little bit. Um, so, but you know, he's, you got, think, he's, he's not entirely blameless. He's, he's, he's not making those changes because he wants to. It's because, mm. like we said, he has to. You know, like we say, Vestergaard, it's like, you know, who am I playing with at the back this week? You know, I'll introduce mm. you. Yeah, it, it's, it just hasn't been settled and he can't pick the same team week in, week out. because We've never had one. No, but I think it would have been in some ways better if it had at least settled on a formation, you know, mm. and then tried to drop players. Because when you change formation because you've got certain players in or out, it almost says that I don't trust the players I'm putting in. That I'm going to have to yeah. go more defensive, you know, because yeah, well I don't trust them. So, you know, I'm not sure what that does. I think for me, you have a way of playing, you have our identity, and you don't change it. You know, I mean, let the opposition worry about you. Yes, totally. Brendan, for totally. me, is one of those managers who t- tends to try and outthink the mm. other manager. So, you know, it's all on him. And ends and, up overthinking uh, it. Exactly. In a way. I mean, Dan, I mean, you've got, you know, 12 draws there. And we've said, like, you know, those are, if you turn those into some of those into wins, you'd probably be around us, if not above us. But like Craig said, then when you were going through that, that patch of being, you know, in the, in the bottom, well, still in the bottom three, but, you know, towards near the bottom, at the bottom, was it a regular team that, that, that Daesh was putting out? Or did he stick with the players? Yeah, I don't think he's really had really changed much. Um, the only sort of turning point is Vegost really coming in instead of Chris Wood. Mm. We've gone from knocking a ball up top to a, a big lad who's playing on the shoulder of the last defender to almost sort of having our wingers now trying to bomb on when your striker cuts back. Sort of like Harry Kane tries to help out, orchestrate the midfield, get your wingers bombing on and um, trying to take something from that. Um, but, you know, we've changed that sort of philosophy, but that, that doesn't mean that the formation's changed. You know, sometimes it sometimes it does. Um, I think, you know, Rodriguez is getting a run of games. Everyone sort of thought Rodriguez is finished, you know, myself included. Mm. I thought him and Barnes would be out, out the door, but, you know, there's this resurgence from him uh, working with Vegos. Their link-up plays really well. I'm just, yeah, it's... I can't really say that there's anything I can pinpoint where there's been a change. It's been the same team. Um, the only changes is obviously Connor Roberts has been in at right back for Matt Lawton and Phil Bardsley because um, they've been out with injuries. But 
even Matt Lawton's been, you know, sort of mm. now benched, and he was our ever present at the beginning of the season. Terry says here, uh, rumor has it Vestergaard playing number nine position tomorrow. I've kind of changed my feelings towards Vestergaard because he yeah, didn't do bad, certainly in the first Randers game. And I think it's been a confidence thing with him because he, you know, when I, and I've not been his biggest fan, far from it, but. He's not coming to a back into a settled back four at all. I can say, you know, he has to be introduced to his, you know, <laughs> his defensive partners every week. Um, yeah, Southampton, he had it. He had it pretty much yeah. straightforward, weren't it? Where him and yes. him and Jan Bednarek at the back, mm. and that was it. You know, there were there were no one else sort of slotted in there. So you've you've got yeah. a feel for your back line, to be honest, because as you say, it's chop change, chop change. It's like it's almost like fashion week, you know, what they're coming out in one coming out in one outfit, coming out in another the next. Yeah. David says there, Craig, um, we love the ball um we love the ball with speed and aggression, but to me Achilles heel is we're not a robust team. Craig is our most aggressive, tough player. Do you think he's got a point? I've been saying that I think I said this last year. Um, mm. to be honest, that we lack aggression. You know, we're not an aggressive team. We allow ourselves to be bullied. And I don't think he's addressed that in either of the windows that we've had, to be honest. Mm. Um, uh, you know, we he wants to play football. You know, he's, he's, he's like a purist at heart, Brendan. But even the likes of Klopp know, to do that, you've got to be robust. You know, yeah. none of his midfield players are really great ball players, are they? They they tend to go, you know, they they their best ball players are their fullbacks. You look across that centre midfield, Henderson, Thiago may be okay, but the other players who play in there are not great ball players. They don't they're not threading passes through. They're a robust team who smother the opposition in the middle of the pitch and then give the ball to the better players. We're not like that at all. We we all want to be little ball players playing little fancy balls around the around the corner, and uh, you can't do that in every game. You know you've got to win that midfield battle first, and that's going to be a worry tomorrow. It is, um, and I did ask you both before we came on. Uh, well, uh, yesterday to sort of pick a one to watch from both teams. And I think you'd have both gone for a different player if you knew they were definitely going to be on the yeah. pitch. But the two that you've gone for, and we'll, we'll, we'll have a chat about them. And I just want to say that, you know, people might accuse me of always picking on Corney for being on the floor and scraping his bum back onto the pitch. But it's not just Corney. Apparently, it seems that all Burnley players are trained to do it. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> you know, and he's not been with you long. He's obviously welcome to Burnley. This is what you do, lad. Let's get on the pitch and put your bum down and delay the game. But we'll come to resist that one, mate, when I saw that picture. But, Dan, you've gone for Luckman as one to watch for you. What impresses you about Luckman? Um, just everything about his game. He's just, uh, he's a speed merchant, but he's got an end product to him as well. Uh, I, I was pretty gutted when he went to you instead of coming to us. You know, we, we didn't want to stump up the cash for the loan move. Mm. You did, simple as that. Um, and I bet, you're, I bet you're glad you are. I think you guys need to go all out and make it permanent in the summer. Um, he's, he's, a, he's just a, 
all-round class act. And I think Leicester is his like, ideal level. You know, he weren't going to get in and start fighting for his place at you know Everton and places like that. So, yeah, I, I really like the look of Lutman. And there's just something about him. He just scares the shit out of me when he plays because there's just that moment of trickery, you know, a bit of pace and, you know, you're knackered. Yeah. And, and they and don't Fred- need baby oil either. <laughs> well, certainly not on the pitch. What he does in his private life, of course, is <laughs> up to himself. But Craig, I mean, for the first time, I think we've got somebody who we're not sat here saying, oh, God, I wish we'd got Mares back. Oh, God, do you remember when we had Mares? You know, we've always had that gap to try and fill. But yeah. Luckman... We probably didn't have the money to, to, to buy him in, in the summer. And in no. fairness, let's face it, you can get him on loan for a season and, and see what he's like. But we've got to go and get him, haven't we? I think, well, yes, I guess so. i tell you what I'd love. I'd love us to go and push the boat out and go and get that kid from Palace. I think he's he's the real deal. Luke Conor Gallagher. Elise. No, at least on the right, on the right hand side, who loves to cut in on his left. He, he looks a real prospect. Uh, yeah, Conor Gallagher's. He brilliant. set up the first goal over now as well. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks a really positive player. I really like him, mm. but we didn't get him. You know, that's uh, they took the plunge. Um, Lugman's been decent. You know, I, it frustrates me a little bit because you do he does have a game where he doesn't look interested mm. if it doesn't go well for him. You know, but I guess. At, at some point, he needs to find a home. I think that's the thing we're looking. Yeah. He needs to find somewhere that he knows he's wanted, um, and he's not going to be in a relegation battle every year. Hopefully, we're not. But you know, that's what he was at Fulham. You know, it didn't work out at Leipzig. He looks like the kind of player who needs to be loved. You know, one of those. Uh, I, and I think Brendan's probably the best manager to do that. You know, from from all mm-hmm. by all accounts. Yeah, um, he, he does that. He likes to put his arm around his shoulder. So it will come down to how much they want for him. I think, yes. you know, Brendan's already come out and said he's looking to have a bit of an overhaul. So, you know, he's going to want to get value for money if he if he's looking at four yeah. or five players. So it will depend. I don't think we'll pay more than 20 million for him. Whether he's worth more than 20 million, of course, that, that's the other question. Yeah, when like, you look I think at the value will ask for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hopefully we're going to have a bit of money, well, a lot of money to spend when Mr. Tillemans leaves, which I think we, we accept is is going to happen. Mm-hmm. For me, Luckman is better off the bench when he comes on and, he, you know, he can change a game. When he seems to start a game, it doesn't seem, I say those seem to, for me, seem to be the games when he doesn't play quite as well. I think sometimes he's looked to me like a player, he's had his best performances when he's been trusted, if mm. that makes sense. So the Liverpool game, for instance, he played a lot of that down the middle as the yeah. central striker. So Brenda said, go and do a job for me. And he put in a fantastic, you know, he scored the goal, but his work rate was phenomenal um, from that position. Dropping back in, not letting them sort of play little balls into midfield. You know, he was working his socks off in that game. So, again, it's one of those where Brendan's gone out and said, right, I trust you to go and do this job. Go and show me that you can do it. And he, and he does it well. Um, he's still fairly young, so he's got room for improvement as well. Yeah. And we, you, well, you picked, we didn't, you picked Mr. 
oh, my knee's hurting. I must have just <laughs> rubbed it on a blade of grass. Very cool yeah. there. What, what's in, I mean, he's not been that Burnley that long. What, what's impressed you about him? No, I'm going to say I would have picked Corner if I knew that he was he was yeah. playing. I, I think he is a he is a class act, and uh, I can't. The left winger who I forget his name every time. He's not had as good a season this season. Dan. Black McNeil. Yeah, that's it. You know, he seems to have had a bit of a dip this season. I'm not sure if that's if that's the case, just from what I've seen. But I think he's a great player as well. Um, it may be, and I know you won't like me to hear that. It may be that he's he had his head turned a little bit by a lot of people looking at him. Um, maybe he needs a move. And also, before we Sean Dash dropped him recently, Craig. He dropped it, yeah. him against he dropped him against Liverpool, um, yeah. and he weren't happy about it. Um, yeah. And then. I think on the Tuesday midweek he actually said or sometime midweek he said to Dash I want to play in the under-23s game I, I need football right. um, and then he said listen I'm prepared to get my head down and do a job You know, yeah. he, I think Dash had actually sat down with him and said listen you've looked a bit off it in recent weeks you know maybe you just need a bit of time away so yeah. he's, the way he's reacted to that even just for being dropped that one game mm. recent fixtures he's looked decent yeah that's good. And uh, we've already talked about me. And Josh Brownell, I think, has had a decent season as well um, in there. But Vegors, I think he's just given you a little bit of something different. Um, he's, you know... Dutch it, courage. <laughs> that must be it. But his record, uh, he, he was playing in the Bundesliga, wasn't he, I think? Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. He was right up there in terms of goals and assists, I think, you know, behind Lewandowski. But nobody yeah, seems to second behind Lewandowski, yeah. Yeah, nobody seemed to want to come and, and take a risk on him. Whether they thought, oh, he's, he's just a big lad, you know, we don't. It was, play linked, that it was way. linked to Arsenal uh, in the summer. It was linked to Arsenal yeah. the summer just gone. So yeah, well, I mean, you've got him. I mean, and, and it sounds like a bit of a bargain. I don't think you've paid over the odds for him at all, have you? No, twelve million. I mean, for for a Premier League striker, twelve million is nothing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and I think you just. From what I've seen, I've not seen a lot of him, but from what I've seen, he, he looks like he's got a bit of a striker's instinct to me. He's not just standing there. Like, you know, Chris Wood would... You know what Chris Wood's going to do? He's going to stand up there, get the ball, lay it off, but then he's also going to peel away and try and find the smallest defender out the back four and go and stand next to him. That's Chris Wood, which is fine. But I think Vegos gives you a little bit more. His, his movement looks looks better. And he looks like he likes to come in and arrive in the box. His timing is is more of a of a natural goal scorer to me from what I've seen to uh, of him. So, yeah, he, he could be a danger tomorrow. Good move for you, Dan. I mean, you sold Chris Wood for was it twenty five? You got yeah, Gregors yeah. in for twelve, and you know, I th- I think you you've got the better player now. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. I think we've got a player with that's got a bit of flair. It's very rare when you see a player that's six, you know over six foot six, um, who can okay. He's not blessed with pace, uh, but he's got that technical ability with his feet, which is something Chris Wood didn't have. Um, so it 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 brings other people into play. It, for me, it I'm not so worried about the fact of if he doesn't get twenty goals a season, as long as he brings others into the fray and let you know gives them a chance at goal. You know that that that's as good as as good as a striker's job for me, bringing other people in. And I think. How, I, I think. Great. Sorry. Yeah. I think. I think indeed he's going to have a big role to play tomorrow night because he's the one who plays in front of the back four, sits at the base of the the midfield, 
and we know that Vagos likes to drop into that space. So I think it's going to be really important that indeed he's aware of that and tries to block the balls coming into him. I'll tell you one thing that I guarantee will happen now. Whatever the scoreline is at the end of the day, Veghorst will score against us because every time Craig picks a one to watch, he ends up as the opposition's <laughs> man of the match. So, I'm a fool to myself for asking, really, aren't I? Now, I have to be honest with you. Um, I've forgotten to ask the players to do a score prediction for tomorrow's game because it's come up on us so quickly. Um, but so I'm going to ask you two guys instead. First of all, as the home team, uh, I know your heart's going to say one thing, your head's going to say the other. But go with your head. What do you see this score? Um, Dan. Again, I'd probably take another point. Mm-hmm. And I know that, that it's, it seems silly to say. I mean, really, we should be going out to win this, knowing that we've got Chelsea at the weekend, which is a free hit. Um, so I take a point. However, being at home on Tuesday night, I'm going to say two-one close affair. Uh, Craig, with your head, which way do you see this going? Well, which on what scoreline do you see? I've I've just got a sneaky feeling that we're going to get a result here. You know mm. that um... there's a few teams that's come to Burnley, and you've just we've just rolled out the red carpet and gone welcome to Turf Moor. You know, yeah. don't even wipe your feet on way out. Just take the points and fuck off, will you? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> not how it's been. <laughs> yeah, I, I can just see you know Barnes, maybe Barnes and Madison with that little bit of class that they've got. I, I can just I've just got this funny feeling um, that we're going to come out with a three-one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, David, good evening. Can I just say, just remember when the fun stops, stop. <laughs> <laughs> of course, what you meant to type was that. Uh, <laughs> add a few, have we? Add a few. I'm, I'm going to go with my head and I'm going to say 5 0 Leicester. Because I think we know what I'm not joking about. We all know which head you're thinking with, Chris. <laughs> well, at least, at least I think. <laughs> um, I it's going to be a tough one. Uh, we are going to concede a goal. I'm never going to predict a clean sheet for Leicester. Um, I do worry that this... Has, has Vegor scored at home yet? Or has he got his goals away? No, he's only had the one away from home. So, you know, I've got a feeling this is probably... We're Leicester. You got you, you know, you've got the record to go for. What was it? The, you know, however many wins or whatever it is, 500th win... Oh, you're playing Leicester, you're going to get it. But uh, yes, I would be happy with the draw, but I just hope that Leicester go into this with the performance that we saw against West Ham and, and, and Wolves and not the performance we saw against Randers or the first performance against Randers uh, would, would be okay. And I'm going to go 2-1 to Leicester. Um, I can't remember what I did when you sneaked it in on me on the last minute on the prediction show the other week because it wasn't really this week's games. It's a re- it is, it is. this fixture no, is still no, it's classed a re- as this weekend. It's, it's still classed as a double game week. For, for Burnley it's classed as a double game week. Mm. So um, it's it's a rearranged feature match. It's not not a... but, but we'd not done the prediction show on my channel when the f- first fixture was cast about. So um what did what did I go got for? That. Um, you didn't put a score on, but you and you and Brad obviously went for Leicester, and me and Kate went for Burnley. <laughs> and who, who's actually leading your prediction league at the moment? Um, altogether, you by a point, 
Um, no, 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 no. You're just going to no, say, I'm just saying, as you, of, Chris, this, this game, Chris, this game, this game could, if, if Burnley win, could bring Kate level. Ah, but she won't overtake me. <laughs> <laughs> She's a woman driver. They don't overtake, do they? They just sit there. <laughs> Sorry, it's a joke, everybody. It's a joke before you start going. You sexy pig. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say sexy or sexist? I'll, Never I'll, I'll let him sit there for an hour and ponder on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dan, tell everybody thanks for coming on. Um, All right. it, 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 it's always a what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Hassle. Um, but <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you and, and more often than not, me, me as well. Yeah, um, if Chris isn't on my channel, I'm on Chris's, as I will be tomorrow and Wednesday. Um, so yes. uh, I am looking forward to that. First and foremost, uh, thank you again for having me on. Uh, everyone in the chat, thank you for joining in. Okay. Yeah, you can I don't know any of the Burnley fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can catch me at Turf Morehouse, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and on all major podcast platforms. And like I say, I will be over on your channel, Turf Morehouse TV, at nine o'clock, doing all this again. Um, I have been recording it, so I'll just replay that if that's okay. Like I say, <laughs> just, just you know, just in case it's needed, I have got the old, you know, almost claret shirt there. <laughs> LCR, um, lazy twitting disguise, is that what it stands for? Very it's close. a lot worse than that, I'll tell <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, I'm, God, I'm never clever on my vowels. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going nowhere with this because it's too early. We'll wait, we'll wait until your uh, show, then we'll, uh, we'll go down that route. Oh, Dan, of course we will. Of course we will. Dan, I've already had YouTube warnings. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure for you, I'm sure. Thank it certainly you so has. much it certainly has. <laughs> um, Don't forget, tomorrow night, 7.15. I don't know why I'm doing this, because every time I do it, we lose. But we're doing a watch-along Burnley-Leicester. And it's, it's actually nice, because we do it with a fan from the opposing team, which in this case, of course, is Daniel because the cricket end weren't available. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll be doing that watch along, and that should be a little bit... Well, if we can, if everything works. It didn't work at the other day, but uh, fingers crossed. Dan, I will see you at nine. Thank you very much. You certainly will. Thanks for having me. Speak cheers. to you soon, Craig. Yeah, All cheers. Yeah, bye. See you soon. Bye-bye. How... how Unconfident, do you or confident do you feel? I know you've said you go for you're going to go for three one, but yeah, that's that's a totally uh, non-confident three one. Yeah, um, it's more a gut feeling that we we're we're going to turn things around and have a good end to the season. Do you think we're going to get drawn into that? I mean, I've said I'm backing Brendan. Um, I think he's got to be here next season. He's got to give the chance to rebuild. It's one season out of three that he's not had a good season. Yeah. And when you look at what we've suffered this season, you know, look at Everton, you know, yeah. look at look how something leads from last season to this season. Mm. But, you know, we can't get away from the fact that when we drop further and further down the table, yeah. forget Europe, that's what was Ranieri's. Um, but the, the the thing I would say is that you know the teams below us have have been on good runs, you know. Usually, teams in the bottom 
sort of four, five or six can't maintain good runs for this length of time. So chances are that that isn't going to, that they're not going to be able to maintain that, you know, Uh, and we've been on a bad run. So you would hope at some point we're going to turn that round. So um, I'd be We've surprised that every week know. all season, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just been one of those, isn't it? You just want to, you, you just want to get the season over with, you know, put it away in the draw, forget about it, and then yeah. uh, and then go again next season. Well, fingers crossed, we can. Um, as always, Greg, thank you so much. Your details are, are in the description along with Dan's. Uh, fingers crossed for tomorrow. Like I say, thank you very much, and we will. Um, hopefully we'll see you on Friday for the Leeds preview. I don't know if you're available for that. And then obviously next Monday, oh, it's a big fat football quiz too. And uh, it is. I've been setting the questions. And like you say, don't bother revising. It isn't going to help you <laughs> at all. Well, as you said, we said on many occasions, nobody has, uh, nobody's won two in a row. So, well, yeah. Fingers crossed for you, and you are up against Dan, uh, mm. who, who even lost to Jake, the 14-year-old, which is why I refuse to take Jake on in a quiz, because I ain't losing to a 14-year-old. But uh, fingers crossed he'll do it for... Do it for Leicester. Yes. Don't do I'll it for Yorkshire. Do it for Leicester. Craig, thank you very much, young man. I'll see you later in the week. Stay safe yeah. and all the rest of your family. Cheers. Thanks. Thank Cheers, you. everyone. So, thanks, everybody. Nine o'clock, get over to Turf Morehouse TV. Like I say, we're going to do this all over again. And then um, tomorrow night for the watch-along. Get the beers in, get a bit of chocolate, put it on the telly, and have us on, and pretend you're down the pub. And we'll have a chat about the game as it goes along. Uh, Probably a bit of bad language as well. Please, please, please um, do this for me. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Please do subscribe. Um, Thank you very much for watching. And joining into chat. Thanks to everybody that joined in. Thanks to Scott for being in there moderating for me. And thanks to everybody else who joined in. I suppose I've even got to thank Jake and Richard, the, the, the Amherst fans, haven't I? I let it that bit out. I let it that bit out. They'll never know. They'll never know. <laughs> and, um, if you've been listening to this on the podcast form, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm going to go off. I've got to go and have a change, rub, rub, rub down with a wet Daily Mail and get ready for the show at nine. And like I said, I'll see you back here tomorrow night, quarter past seven for the watch along. Good night. Stay safe and don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. That's all, Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.
the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.